It's May 6th. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is the 10 News, where we get the lowdown on what's up in the world. Tomorrow is Children's Mental Health Awareness Day. In the next 10 minutes, we'll find out more about this day that brings attention to the link between healthy minds and healthy kids. Let's get into the 10. No matter how old you are, Living through a global pandemic is bound to bring up a lot of different feelings. Yep. Our correspondent, Ryan Nurse, spoke to some kids about how they've been feeling during this past year. I can't think of a better way to get a sense of how kids are handling the pandemic psychologically than to just ask you, our listeners. And not surprisingly, across the country, many of you seem to be having very similar feelings. From San Jose, California. I'm Miles. I'm 11 years old. And something that's been challenging over the pandemic is not being able to go places and see my friends. All the way across the country to Metuchen, New Jersey. Hi, I'm Brennan Kane and I'm 12 years old. The most challenging part of the pandemic is not seeing my friends and my grandparents. And just a few hours away from Brendan in Brooklyn, eight-year-old Maisie Ahrens sounds like she's had just about enough. For seven months, I didn't see anyone. It was very difficult not seeing friends. And if you think it's tough trying to see the friends you already have, try making new ones. Like millions of Americans, 12-year-old twin siblings Caroline and Thomas Love moved during the pandemic from Colorado to Manhattan Beach, California. Thomas says part of the solution to those feelings of isolation was finding new ways to contact friends and spending time with family. And his sister Caroline agrees. I think that having technology that we've been using throughout the pandemic has made it easier to still stay in touch with my friends. Maisie also moved temporarily from New York City with a population of over 8 million people to Washington, Connecticut with a population of 3,500. I got to spend more time with my family and it was fun being in Connecticut for a while because I like, really like it there. So some of these pandemic changes ended up being positive for your mental health. Whether or not you moved to the countryside, it sounds like some of you started getting out of the house and being creative with all of that me time. A positive thing for me has been learning how to skateboard and getting better at the guitar. I also skied so much this year. But regardless of how resilient you've all been, there's no doubt that all of you are definitely ready for that wonderful, mythical moment in time which we've all been waiting and waiting and waiting for when things return to normal. Something I look forward to for when things get back to normal is being able to see what middle school is like in person. Being able to do sports when stuff starts to open up. Starting to see people again and going out and doing more things. I really miss sleepovers. I really don't like wearing masks. The best part of returning to normal is I will not be wearing a mask and being able to give my teammates a high five. So many things to look forward to. And you've come so far. So keep checking in on your friends and supporting your families. And when you see your teammates again, don't forget to give them a high five. You already know that eating well, exercising, and getting enough sleep are good for your body. 
These healthy habits can help support your mental and emotional health too. But did you know that doing good things for other people can also improve your mental well-being? Research shows that being kind can help reduce stress, anxiety, and depression. So here's a challenge for you, tenors. Give somebody a random act of kindness. It could be anything. A smile, a hug, a helping hand, a drawing, a joke, a nice note. Really, anything that just makes someone else feel good. And tell us about it. Write to us about your random act of kindness, what you did, how it felt, and then email us at hello at the10news.com. I have a good feeling about this one. Next up, it's a look inside our brains with Lane Farber from Nature Nerds Podcast. We all get hungry, but did you know that we can get hungry for people? (gasps) Don't panic, y'all. This is not a zombie story. That's an October exclusive. This is a much more wholesome craving. You. A new study proved that lonely people crave human interaction the same way I crave cake after binging the Great British Baking Show for like eight hours straight. Yeah, you heard that correctly. I watch way too much of the Great British Baking Show, and lonely brains are hungry for human connection. Now, before we learn how the study was conducted, we have to understand the basics of hunger. Hunger is that familiar sensation of your body telling you that it's time to eat. Hunger cues can be both physical and mental because all of our systems require nutrients to function properly. Sometimes it's a rumble of the tummy, an inability to focus, uh, help, or even sudden irritability, aka the hangries. Leave me alone. When we're hungry, we see food as a reward. Scientists know this to be true from past studies. So the neuroscience team at MIT was not surprised when their participants' brains responded positively to pictures of pizza and cake after fasting for 10 hours. What did surprise them were the brain scans of people starved of human interaction. Participants were socially isolated for 10 hours. No phone, no social media, no outside communication whatsoever. No way! After the 10 hours, they had their brains scanned while being shown pictures of people hanging out and participating in group sports. And guess what? Their brains lit up just like when being shown pictures of food. That means that our brains crave company just like we crave food. The longer we go without food, the more we crave it. And this study proves that the same thing is true about genuine human connection. The lonelier we are, the more our brains crave company. (sighs) So why is this study important right now? Well, it's easy to feel isolated during times of quarantine. This study proves that forcing humans to self-isolate makes us crave social interactions even more. So if you're feeling antsy or blue because you miss your friends and family, don't fret. There's a scientific reason behind it. Many of us are stuck indoors, working from home, or doing virtual schooling. But just because we can't be together in person doesn't mean we're alone. Challenge yourself to find new ways to spend time with your friends and family in 2021. Try writing letters, playing games online with friends, or even throwing a Zoom party. Get creative, have fun, and remember to take care of yourself. 
let's check in on what else is going on in the world. A new vaccine is showing promising results, but it's not for COVID-19. A vaccine against malaria, a deadly disease that gets spread around by mosquitoes, has been acing tests in the African nation of Burkina Faso and has the potential to save thousands of lives. Awesome! Colgate has developed a new toothpaste tube with a slippery coating designed to make it easy to squeeze out every last bit of toothpaste. Currently only available in Europe, the new design is intended to reduce waste and eliminate the need to roll up the ends of the tube and squeeze with all your might. A family in Torrance, California, returned home from dinner recently to find their house had been invaded by a migrating flock of birds. Whoa! Hundreds of birds had flown down the family's chimney and taken up residence inside the house. What's that over there? I think it's a... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Yoga is a form of exercise proven to have lots of mental health benefits. There are many modern takes on this ancient practice, but which of the following is not an actual variation of yoga? Is it A, goat yoga, doing yoga while baby goats climb all over you, B, nerf yoga, doing yoga while gently being pelted with nerf balls, or C, laughter yoga, doing yoga while hysterically laughing out loud. Did you guess it? The answer is B. Yoga with goats has been increasingly popular and there are so-called laughing clubs all over the world that crack each other up while they exercise. But Nerf balls have not found their way into yoga studios. Not yet anyway. Bummer. Time is up. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Look out for new episodes Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. You can go deeper into today's stories by visiting the10news.com. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The 10 News creative team is considering inventing Nerf yoga. Please don't. And includes Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, Jenner Pasqua, Stephen Tompkins, and Sarah Olinzer. Ryan Nurse and Lane Farber contributed to today's episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to the 10 News. No, goat, that is not a sun salutation. Oh my gosh, could you go eat a can or something? <laughs> <laughs>